chatting to Adele Green, who wrote this fantastic book, Can You See Me Naked? And just to be quite upfront, if you're looking for pictures of naked people, you'd be seriously disappointed. Disappointed. But if you're looking for invaluable advice, and this book, I think, is written for both men and women, um, I definitely think people get a lot of value out of it. More so specifically first, for men, I believe. Well, I'm thinking women might need to read it just as much as what men I'm do. I'm going to, don't okay, worry. There's going to be a battle of the sexes. He <laughs> said, she said. Adele. Green, Miss Green, first of all, thank you for coming on the show and also for writing such a stunning book. Thank you very much, Edward. And hello, Kate. I can see why the two of you make food sexy. <laughs> <laughs> well, we try. We do try. <laughs> we do try. Coming back to the book, though, what actually inspired you to actually write this? It's kind of a boring story, but I'll try and pep it up a bit. Pep it up a bit. I had a week postponed in my diary with nothing better to do, and I process quite a lot of things. I'm a coach when I write. So I sat down and I started writing. I wanted to tell my ex what I thought he needed to know about women okay. and why he didn't get oh dear, me. Was that a messy breakup? And um, by the afternoon, I realized this wasn't going to be a short journal entry. This was going to become a book. By the next day, it just so happened that I got an email in the post from Hay House about a competition and a nonfiction book. So I ended up entering it for a competition. A week later, 76,000 words on the table. I didn't write through the night. Well, I just like had it in me. Yeah. yeah, it had to come out. So that's basically how the book came about. Okay, interesting. One thing I do actually want to mention, it's not a book that trashes men and puts the blame on men. The book is about helping people to evolve in their relationships and take it to the next level. But obviously this is like, it's going to sound terrible, a user's manual for men who want to understand <laughs> women better. Well, if that's why they buy it, they're certainly picking the right reason. And are, not are men really from Mars? I think so. I but, think so too. But when they discovered women on Venus, they were so intrigued. They realized <laughs> the component they needed to fix the problem was on Earth, though. Mm. So that's why we need to go to the next level. Okay. Let's just discuss the title quickly, Can You See Me Naked? Um, and I know it's actually, it's actually quite an eye-opening title because I mean, obviously you automatically think, oh, what are we going to be seeing and what am I going to be showing? But it's not about body types. It's not about exposing yourself. But at all, I suppose exposing yourself emotionally in a relationship is like, do people actually see you and can you make yourself vulnerable to men, but I mean to your partner, that they see the real you? Very much so. On the cover of the book is a man, and a man and a woman, and the one is a little bit more highlighted than the other, because in the end of the day, when we look at our partners, we don't really see them. We see a reflection of ourselves, and if people get that out of the book, they're already getting quite a lot. Yes. And the by asking the question as the woman, can you see me naked, you're asking your partner to see you without your Rolex, without your fancy car, without your clothes and your attitude. You're really asking them to see you mm. and not see themselves. Yes. When we fall in love with people, we don't really fall in love with them. We're falling in love with the reflection of ourselves, the part about ourselves that we love. Mm. It's later in the relationship when the stuff starts coming up that we end up having to deal with it and we start seeing the bits of ourselves that we don't like. Mm. So when you say to somebody, can you see me naked? You're asking them not to see themselves. You're asking them really to see you, but you've got to be honest to and mm -hmm. open and very revealing, not yes. holding back. I think as well, it's like when you're younger, 
obviously your needs and your priorities are different, so it's very easy to, and obviously we're attracted to the physical and we're attracted to the status symbols. But as you get older, and it's a sad thing, I believe, um, beauty fades. So as you get older, you actually start looking for more depth in your relationships. Um, and then even when you get to the point, I think everybody reaches that tipping point where you suddenly realize, I think in your 30s, it's very easy to say, oh, let's just get divorced and move on. When you hit your 40s and your 50s, you suddenly start thinking, divorce actually isn't an option because the hunting ground is actually so much scarier. Um, so you actually look for a partner that's going to look at you as a person and it's going to be your soulmate, going to take you literally, no, I don't want to say cradle to the grave but literally see you until the bitter end but in that time, why are we in the relationship? <laughs> oh, no. From the cradle. So much for my marriage. <laughs> yeah. um, but you actually want somebody who's going to steal the not steal the real person, see the real person. Yes. But now what sort of obstacles do people actually face in their relationships? Well, there are all sorts. Um, it's not so much what the obstacles are, it's what the obstacles does. Because when you experience obstacles, you don't know how to shift through them. One of the chapters in the book is about how to break through. You know, do I ever break through this? And this is how I wrote the book, asking many of the questions that, that helps you overcome those obstacles. One of them is, you know, so when is it your stuff? And when is it our stuff? Because we often end up blaming people for what we consider to be the obstacles. There are many different ways to look at them. Mm. Um, when you encounter an obstacle, though, if you can see the other person for who they really are and not look at the reflection of what you resist within yourself, it's much easier to get to the next level of intimacy mm. and really connecting. And that's the point that the book's trying to make. How can you get there? What do you need to do? And, and Edward, you said it. I mean, when you're looking for a partner at an older age, you're not necessarily just looking at a person's physical attractiveness. Mm. You're looking for a little bit more meaning and substance. You're looking for common values yes. and, and different ways of sharing, which brings you kind of to the gold of a relationship because that's what's going to make you want to stay in the relationship. And if you feel trapped because the hunting ground out there is not so hot anymore, you know, or you're not so hot in it, mm. it's rather put it that way, then um, you need to know that the glue that makes the two of you fit together is not a bull and chain. It's not because you feel trapped. You really want to be there. You should want to be there, not feel like you're being coerced Absolutely. to stay. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Adele, I'm interested to hear your background. How did you get to write a book like this? <laughs> a few reasons. <laughs> One of, well, first of all, I decided to write the book because I couldn't read the book. I couldn't find the book that I wanted to read to explain to me what I wanted to know. Sure. And uh, the books that make that make uh, all the people that are the experts about women are men. Men write these books. Um, my book has been compared to the works of Gary Zukov and David Dado talks mm -hmm. about the masculine and the feminine energies, just to give you a little bit of perspective. But most of those books are all written by men. And the reason men write them is because women write about poetry. They dance. They express in so many other creative ways, but not in a way that they can express to their partners what they want to actually say and the partner can understand it. So the book is a bridge. It is spoken with a feminine voice. Every chapter starts with a part of a poem of poetry that I haven't published yet. I actually enjoyed that. It's a nice little intro to get Thank you into you. a chapter. So it's true to the feminine voice, but um, it's hard for a man to get a man to st or masculine energy to step into that internal world that is of feelings and thoughts of the stuff that you can't get out you can't really express in a way that your partner can understand it 
So I'm not sure if that answers your question. Absolutely. Very I think it's quite interesting. Mm, as well. It's like you look at masculine and feminine energies. Yes. When you're looking at men writing relationship advice books um, for other men about women, is there's a difference in the dialogue. It's a difference in the tone. Yes. It's like tell your woman how much you love her. And it's instructive and directive and focused. And goal-orientated. Yes. Whereas yet a woman would, might say, show your yes. partner how you love her because actions exactly. speak louder than words. A woman wants to feel understood. Mm. She wants to be heard. She wants to feel appreciated. She wants to be uh, viewed as beautiful, mm. but not because of it, it's his reflection. She really and truly wants him to see her and just accept her for who she is. And women don't always feel that, mm. which is, but they don't know how to express that. And that's the bridge that I was trying to work with. One of the chapters, I think, in the book are, um, what does it mean? Explain to men. What does it mean to feel heard and seen? And I take it right down to a soul perspective, the soul's desire to want to be seen and acknowledged, not so much from an ego space. And it's, it's, it's quite delicate to explain it in a way to get people to really understand it if you're not being analytical about it and you're really being true to the subject matter. Now, Adele, I believe you're recently married. Yes, February. Is your husband very intimidated? No, quite the contrary. <laughs> has he read your book? Uh, he, I don't think he's actually finished it, but he has, <laughs> poor guy, he's had to read every version of it. And, and you know, this book's been edited seven times already, wow, so you fantastic. can't blame the guy for not finishing it. I see on the back there's lots of accolades as well. Uh, yes, I've had many people read this book. Um, the the book that is um, in the bookstores are already the second edition. Um, I've had a lot of pre-orders for the book. I haven't even been able to get to everybody, so I had to go to another print, and I, w I was managed to do another edit simply because I've had so much feedback on the book already, and um, being able to contribute in terms of endorsements and where people um, enjoyed the content of the book and what they thought of it, you know, and you need this. As Congratulations. A, thank fantastic. you. As a new author, it's very important because it does give it substance. Well, Anything that empowers women is important. Anything that empowers men is important too, which is exactly what Naked with Adele Green does here. Actually, I'm joking. Adele Green wrote the book, Can You See Me Naked? It's wisdom women and men want. And it's about what men can actually do to make women happy. Because let's face it, guys, if you can keep, going to sound very misogynistic now, if you can keep your woman happy, she can keep you happy. Um, Eight words. What? <laughs> Did you read the bottom of the cover? Of course I read the bottom of the really? cover. Really? What does it say? Why is it that nothing you do makes her happy? It addresses a man. Yes. Being a man. What did you just say? She's going to correct me. See, this is why women just don't listen to what men say on radio. <laughs> okay. Okay, now what did I say? You're taking exception. What you did I say? You said that he can make her happy. Yeah. Why is it that nothing you do makes her happy? So the book is to help... Men make women happy. It's to help them understand why she never is happy. Ah, okay. So it goes into a little there's bit more. There's a subtle difference. There's a subtle. Okay, mm. it's something that us guys just don't get. Okay, give us some. Okay, give us some tips and pointers. Five your top five suggestions that you'd say to men that they need to do to actually understand and help make her happy. Mm, and depression now. Yeah. Now depression. I'm going to turn a spade around. Everybody has inside of them a masculine and a feminine side. Exactly. For a man to cross the bridge to get to women, they need to be a little bit more in touch with their feminine side. It's very hard for women to open up. Mm. If she feels pain, she's going to close. 
So he needs to be soft. He needs to not point and direct. He needs to be not instructive and rather listen. Hmm. Every time he can listen and he doesn't fix the problem, he's already making big progress. And I think one big thing as we often see women as nurturers, but men also need to be involved in terms of nurturing a relationship. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, yeah. There's a, there's a whole chapter on nurturing because it's one of the four key basic needs, mm-hmm. which even women themselves are not quite aware of what they need unconsciously. Because if you're a nurturer, you don't realize the big lesson is to nurture yourself. Exactly. And then we expect our men to do it, which is why there's nothing the poor guy can do. And <laughs> <laughs> nothing to do. Right? <laughs> yes. You know. Yeah. And point two. Okay. Second point is to remember that uh, for a relationship to work, there needs to be a connection. So in terms of the masculine and the feminine energy, it doesn't matter if the women embody the masculine energy and the man embody the feminine energy in a relationship. You need both equal but different. This is the big thing that I found between men and women is you've obviously got masculine energy and feminine energy. Those energies are not necessarily balanced, but they're present in both men and women. Correct. It's a question of men getting in touch with their feminine side and then also women getting in touch with their masculine side. But at the same time, you still need a man and a woman or you need two partners to bring balance into a relationship. Yes. So so the point I'm trying to make is that you need both of the energies. It doesn't matter who plays which role. Mm-hmm. For a person to evolve, you need to integrate both of those within yourself. Mm-hmm. So And in the process, you will have to experience both. So women start out being all girly, and then we have to learn to uh, grow some balls. Yeah, well, (laughs) you know, growing through your feminine leadership, be very present Mm. when you show up and and lead that way, which helps you integrate more of your masculine energy to get things done, which is males' frustration with women. They just can't seem to do anything for themselves. Mm. We're all victims. Exactly. Just one thing I want to ask you, I think it's actually quite commendable, especially as a first author, you've got your book into a couple of major bookshops. I mean, you're in exclusive books, you're available online through Kalahari. I see you're also coming up in Scoobs, I'm going to launch there as well, which I'm looking forward to. Um, so that is also like, I mean, book dealers aren't going to invest their time and their money stocking an author out of the goodness of their heart, no matter how good the author is and no matter how good the book is. So obviously it's a book that people are putting their money behind because I believe it offers a lot of value. What does that actually do for you in terms of as a writer and then also taking yourself to the next level? Are there other books coming up in line? Um, I've already been asked to look at a workbook, a companion book for this book because it's quite a deep process book. Mm-hmm. I've also been asked to look at a biography uh, to publish some of the poetry. That would actually be quite nice as well. Um, yeah, the, the poetry has been written already. When I came back from a trip from Peru, I didn't just come about all this information, you know, been to Peru, Peru been to Hawaii, <laughs> not Italy or go no. to find myself in the world, got lost in the sea. Mm. Um, so Everything's an evolution. So if people yeah. want to get hold of you, where do they find you? The easiest way to get hold of me will be through the website, okay. uh, which is um, Naked with Adele, A-D-E-L-E dot That's com. quite lewd, Adele. <laughs> That's very lewd. <laughs> well, you know what? If you're going to do it, it sounds like fun. Why not? Do it properly. Absolutely. You know, the whole idea is not to have a say for women. The idea is to get men to join the conversation. Exactly. Because what is the point of being a woman if nobody can actually appreciate you? If you don't and have somebody to talk to who listens. I love the title because it's like you said, it does actually grab your attention. Mm. But at the same time, it's like a double entendre. It's also a question of like, can you see the real person? Can you see the person or the spirit behind 
the physical that we tend to get so distracted by. And I believe you also do, in addition to doing your own coaching, you've got your own business, you've got a lady of many talents, I believe you also do private functions, corporate coaching, and you also do workshops. Yes, there certainly seemed to be a demand for workshops for this. I've done uh, workshops for women's development for quite some time, mm-hmm. both directly with the public and in conjunction with other colleagues, and in terms of gender mainstreaming for the corporate world, put pro- programs together and brought them to implementation stage. But my passion at the moment is um, to get down to the heart of it. You know, you can work in corporate, but if you really want to make a difference, the difference comes from what happens at home. Yes, exactly. You can't say one thing and live another thing. Of course. I think one of the great things as well is if anybody does get the book, Can You See Me Naked by Del Green. And like I said, it's available at exclusive books, Kalahari, and also at Scoobs. You can also get it online. And also don't forget to go to Adele's website, um, Can You See Me Naked. That's a dot co, is it? Dot com. Dot com. I'll actually share those links in my blog, soundbites.chamberlainbell.com. And I'll share those links onto Facebook if you follow me there, Edward. Chamberlain Bell. I've got to think about that as well. But what I suggest that oh, it's terrible when you can't remember your own name. I must think on. Did you have a big name? No, I didn't. I just <laughs> have a big name. <laughs> but I think the great thing is, as was, once you got the theory from the book, actually follow up with Adele and double check about joining one of those workshops. So I think it's all very good to read the book, but then you also need to put it into practice. Adele, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Thank you so much. And we're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back.